This message comes from NPR sponsor Patreon, allowing creators to build real, sustainable income through the direct support of their fans. If you're a creator, sign up on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, and start building the steady income stream you deserve. From NPR Music, you're connected to All Songs Considered. It's Global Fest 2019. I'm Bob Boylan. I am in the studio with Anastasia Sulkis, our reporter for NPR Music, covers culture from all over the world. Welcome. And then uh, Rob Weisberg is here, Trans-Pacific Sound Paradise from WFMU. Thanks, Bob. Thank you. And joining us for the first time, Catalina Maria Johnson. Hello there. Uh, music journalist, host, producer of Beat Latino on Chicago Public Media's Vocalo. Hello, Bob. It's great well, to be here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We miss Banning Air oh. this year. Banning is where? Madagascar. Oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> I'm having a very hard time feeling sorry for him okay. at this moment. Let, let's not. Let's listen to this music, which is, uh, this is the music of 47 Soul, and we'll come back and talk about them. Anastasia, do you want to tell us about this remarkable, this big bass drum lead singer was holding a big bass drum pounding this? Pounding the hell out of it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a group of four guys, um, all of whom are of Palestinian descent, and they take, they, they call themselves um, electronic Dabka. So they take this folk form from not just Palestine, but throughout that area, sort of the eastern half of the Mediterranean, like if you think of that as a circle, like all those countries around there, they they have this dance style. And on top of that Dabka beat, they layer synths and emceeing and, and some big kind of big lusty choruses talking about Palestinian issues. Um, and they were formed in Jordan a few years ago, but one of the members grew up in D.C., two of them, I think, in Jordan, and the other one uh, in Israel. But they're sort of united under this front, and their music is, I think, super catchy, super danceable, um, super good for air drumming. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uniting. It feels in terms of message. Totally, right? totally. And that first song was kind of their theme song, though, and kind of my favorite. It's from their first album. They have a new album out. But uh, Into the Sham Step, which Into is what the they ca- step, they kind of yeah. call their trademark yeah. variation of yeah, Dabka. So, yeah, Ashems is this area of the Eastern Mediterranean, uh-huh. these countries. And they sort of use that term to call it Shem Step, kind of like dubstep, but a little <laughs> different, a little twist on that. What was interesting to me about seeing them here and is that they often mention that they are fighting for the right to move, the right to have movement, the freedom of movement. And that comes through. They celebrate it, but they, you also get the struggle of not having the freedom of the movement. And that's also something that they talk about. They talk about the universal right to move around, that it's the right for all people. And I think they've tried really hard to not localize their message. I mean, there's some stuff that's definitely Palestinian related, but they've clearly made a big move to say, one of their refrains is, all land is holy land. Mm-hmm. You know, all people are chosen people. And obviously there are political messages in there, but I think it's also this this bid for universality and inclusion that everybody can get behind, at least on the dance floor. And one of the other songs, what I was trying to remember the words, where we, we as people, we moved 
uh, when others didn't, and now everybody moves, and then they, you know, we are also bound now as well. And, and so that's what, uh, what the name of the band refers to, too, is 47 was the last year uh-huh. that people uh, of Palestinian heritage had free movement across borders. Wow. Yeah, mm. so, like, that's sort of embedded... It's, uh, it's really in their DNA. For those who have never been, uh, Global Fest is a music festival at the top of January. It's 12 bands, or last night was 11 because the great Mighty Sparrow couldn't uh, be there for health reasons. So it's, it's roughly a dozen bands on three stages over the course of an evening. It is just a fantastic evening of music if you've never done it. You want something to kick off your year and, f- and for many people find music they've never, ever discovered. It's a thrill. A lot of walking up and down stairs, but it's a thrill. That's <laughs> right. New Year's resolutions of two stripes. <laughs> New music and exercise, right? Exactly. One of the um, more amazing bands was a, uh, a band from Cuba. I think I counted 17 musicians, but it may have been 16 or 18. It was, it, they moved. <laughs> it's actually about a dozen, but uh, uh, it's an amazing supergroup called Orchestra Acocan, which is a, it's kind of a Cuban-New York combo who are looking back and forward at the same time. They're inspired by 40s and 50s. Mambo from Cuba, the classic, it's kind of sort of this classic age of the Big Mambo dance, dance style. When Mambo was a dance craze it, here in the U.S. too. Very nightclub dress. Yeah. I mean, the, the lead singer uh, was dressed all in white. Pepito Gomez. Gomez. Pepito Gomez. Yeah. It's interesting because Pepito, so he's from Cuba, and he had played with a, a song. He's a great singer. Uh, sung with a lot of what they call timba, which is kind of the current salsa style out of Cuba. Very polished music. But he had never actually sung this old school style himself. He wound up uh, moving here to the U.S. And through uh, band connections, he met uh, Jacob Plasse, who has who's a young guy here in New York who has a couple of great bands, also produces records and has a record label. And they had the idea to like, let's see if we can put something together. They went to this famous, famous studio called Agram, where all these classic records came out from Havana and uh, put together this amazing album. So the album, so so here's this dream project. There's another producer involved too. There, there are kind of three like dream people. Uh, Mike Eckroth is another producer along with Jacob and Pepito. It's a dream project. The record comes out and it's, it makes a huge splash. They wind up, they've been nominated for a Grammy actually. And uh, they put on this incredible live show. And you know what they're doing? They're based on the traditional music, but they do twists with it. And one song, the song we're listening to, kind of a case in point, is called Mambo Rapidito, which is, I think, a little bit of a kind of play because it's like a little fast, but it's actually very fast. Revved up, it's got some dissonance in the piano part. They have they do these great solos. It's really a great live band. And uh, for those who lo- love to hear an organic big band sound, which is not easy to pull off, it's not easy to pull off getting the musicians here from Cuba, the visas and everything. Amazing band. Let's hear it. Ven y baila los sabrosos, ven y baila un poquito. Baila mi mambo que esto se acaba, ya se acaba, mambo se acaba, se acaba, esto se acaba, ya se acaba, baby, mambo se acaba. Mueve la cintura pa' que goce a tu manera, que este mambo que te traigo se ha gozado donde quiera. Baila mi mambo que esto se acaba, ya.
want to add one thing, which is that uh, Global Fest has taken on, it's been at a number of different venues over the years. Uh, last night, it was at the Copacabana, right? Yeah, and, and so that's a, a storied name that you, you think of, like, the high-life, lush, big bands like Maria Bauza or Machito or, you know, these big New York-Cuban connections. And then when they booked Global Fest for this year, one of the organizers, Bill Bragan, said from the stage last night, as soon as they knew that they were at the Copa, this was the first band they booked. <laughs> <laughs> Ten more seconds of this. Is so good. Um, all sorts of music. We've played really dancey stuff. Let's go somewhere uh, completely different. Uh, let's go to Jeremy Dutcher, who uh, is an artist we have featured and NPR Music has madly embraced this year. Completely unusual uh, record. Deep history going back to wax cylinders. Do you want to take it from here, Catalina? 110 years. 110-year-old wax cylinders. Wow. I've loved Jeremy Dutcher for some time, and he came on my radar as this young, very young, I think he's about 27, operatically trained tenor. He's also trained as an ethnomusicologist, and he's a member of the Wallastokwiyik, Tobik First Nation. And in addition to his classical studies, his ethnomusicology studies, he apprenticed with a song carrier, an elder, Maggie Paul. And she told him, you need to hear your people's music, and you can hear it at at this museum. There's some old archival recordings. And he found these 110-year-old um, archival recordings digitized off of wax cylinders. And he started to study them and try to learn them and sat down at the piano, was trying to learn them, sing along. I have to say that he is one of the few speakers. He's trying to learn the language that he kind of understood from his mother. There are less than 100 speakers of this language. And the name of the language is? Wolastok. And the people come from what part of? Well, it's eastern Canada, and I think some of the reserves or reservations uh, bordered into the United States. And the British called them the Maliseet, but that's not their traditional name. And less than 100 speakers of this language, and he found these songs, he was trying to learn them, and in sampling them and learning them and backing, going back and forth, he started to compose around them. And he composed kind of operatic-y type ballads. Um, he was very interested in putting both what we consider Western high art and his traditional songs in parity on an equal level as equal members of the music and I think he succeeded <laughs> and, and literally he put 110 year old wax cylinders with modern music we play a little bit
I, I love that last night Jeremy's playing this 110-year-old wax cylinder from an iPad <laughs> on stage. Uh, he's behind a keyboard, he's playing piano, he's singing. Uh, an astonishing cellist from uh, Germany. And then this intense percussionist who's much more intense than we hear on the recorded on this on Jeremy's record. Uh, it was really a f just a fantastic trio and uh, and bringing these whirls together on the rooftop of the uh, of the Copa. Copa. <laughs> <laughs> the Copa. <laughs> it was really surreal and wonderful. And what was surreal to me is that Jeremy Dutcher said from the stage that this was his first visit to the U.S. And he's already become kind of a huge deal in Canada. He won the Polaris Music Prize. Uh, so there's really a lot of excitement about him. And one of the other things I want to say is that it is so interesting to me that he's one of a number of global fest artists over the years who is really intentionally engaging with old recordings. A couple of years ago, there was Sam Lee, who's a British uh, song collector and who collects traveler songs and gypsy songs. And it's so interesting to me that there's this, gen and he's, he's on the young side too. And what interests me so much is that you have this generation of artists who know all the same music that all the rest of us do, right? But they're choosing very deliberately to honor certain roots traditions and integrate them into other traditions. And as, as you said, Catalina, put them in parity with each other and sort of put them in new juxtapositions. But to take those very old wax cylinder recordings or to talk to singers who are in their 70s, 80s, 90s, and put them into a new sitting. It's a really beautiful choice. There were some other juxtapositions last night. I'll play this from uh, Chawa. This is uh, a song people know a little as a Jane, right? <laughs> Just to set the stage a little bit, we have a, a very feathered band from <laughs> New Orleans here, uh, Rob Weisberg. Chawa are a lot of fun because they pull together two great streams. Uh, one of the leaders of the band uh, uh, is the, his grandson, one of the famous Mardi Gras Indians from New Orleans. And uh, uh, the band also, so they pull on the Mardi Gras tradition, Mardi Gras headdresses and everything, which were hitting the short ceiling of the room they were playing in. It was pretty funny. <laughs> they were in the shortest room. Uh, but then also uh, the second line brass band tradition, which are kind of related but separate. But the brass band thing has kind of blown up in, in the last couple decades with a lot of younger musicians playing. A little funkier, too. It's a little yeah. funkier. You can get funkier with it. This is Liza Jane, a classic. And they did interesting talking about how people relate young musicians to older and newer music. They started off with a kind of pattern that I've seen a lot of younger bands do who are delving into their roots, which is do an album of mostly covers, classic standards, especially in New Orleans you do that, people hear this, this music, but then their new album is all uh, new original stuff. That's the path they're following, doing a great job, they're a really fun band. Let's hear a little more of this old one. <laughs> it's hard to take it down on there, right? 
uh, they were they were a lot. They're a lot of fun. Their name means Chow means we're coming for you. So, <laughs> but they made it they made it in a good way. Yeah, good. Uh, and then other uh, music that had American roots and folk. This is music. Little Lies of Jane's probably the turn of the uh, 20th century, right, around 19, 1910 or something. Um, and then the, the, there was another artist there, um, uh, Amethyst Kia, uh, was a, a, a really wonderful singer I'd seen. She she lives in the Americana world, if you could want to put people in, in places. I saw her at Americana Fest. Uh, she has an extraordinary voice. I want to play a song, uh, Darling, Darling Corey, which has also been known as Darling Cora, darling, it's another turn of the century folk song. Let's hear the song and then I'll come back and uh, Anastasia will tell us a little bit more about Amethyst Kia. Kia with a voice that will just stop you dead in your tracks. And what I loved about this set she did at Global Fest is she kept flipping between originals. There was a song, The Worst, about a bad breakup. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then going to a Reverend Gary Davis cover. She covered Jolene. You know, she just sort of, she has a real thread of continuity between past and present that I really like. And she's just a very arresting presence on stage. And, uh, and I know she's been working very recently with Rhiannon Giddens. And um, I Allison think she, Russell, I think from Birds of Chicago, well, and, and well, a trio called "What Songs of Our Native Daughters." I think yeah, and now Rhiannon Giddens comes from was uh, in a group called Carolina Chocolate Drops, who, which I guess Amethyst Kia is uh, is now part of. This is kind of exciting, uh, uh, you know, kind of what they called um, black banjo, American uh, African American uh, acoustic traditional roots music, and we're seeing more and more interesting artists. Uh, pop up and she's and her exploring, those, exploring ties, those roots yeah. and it makes sense that they would get together and yeah she was doing beautiful things and it was just nice to see an exciting new face in that a relatively new uh, face in this I think it's also really wonderful to see like the what we people that think about world music they think international and to like look right in our <laughs> own <laughs> land right. at these deeply rooted music Tennessee Kentucky exactly yeah, right. so. <laughs> global I'm Bob Boylan. We're talking about Global Fest 2019. I'm here with Anastasia Sulkis, Rob Weisberg, Catalina Maria Johnson. We've gone all over the world and our own backyard. We haven't hit too much classical besides Jeremy Dutcher, but there was a beautiful singer, Margot Herrera, and Brooklyn Rider. Brooklyn Rider, people know we've covered uh, much of uh, classical music uh, quartet. Classical and beyond, I think yeah. it's fair to say. Right. Thank you. Okay, good. Catalina, you want to tell us about 
Margot Herrera. Margot Herrera is a jazz singer. She kind of self-classifies as jazz uh, from Mexico. An amazing, but always stretches those boundaries for sure. And she sings in several languages, Spanish, English, and Portuguese. And uh, in this particular project, which is... uh, there's an album that's come out called Dreamers with Brooklyn writer. She is this beautiful, I mean, she's herself kind of tall and languid and also smoky voice. And it's surrounded by this quartet, this string quartet. It's really a beautiful experience. Yet the songs, they're all written, most of them, by poets and singer-songwriters from Ibero-America, from all of Latin America that have suffered tragedy and violence in their own lands. Out of that comes just beauty, the beauty of that survives and the beauty of art that survives in the midst of all of this tragedy. So the song I focused on is actually by our, I'm half Mexican, <laughs> so our noble laureate literature and Octavio Paz poem called Nina. And it's about a young child, a young girl, who has command, dominion over the world. So um, you get that sense of the power of the feminine, and you get the classical context for it, the beyond classical. It's a heady package. Let's hear some. And the, the strings behind this, I, I assume Brooklyn Ryder worked with her and did the arrangements of this beautiful uh, music, yes, Anastasia? Well, one thing I want to say about Brooklyn Ryder is you hear string quartet plus singer, you're expecting something super lush, maybe cheesy, and I think this totally belies that notion. You hear this super spiky, you know, they're they're whacking their bows oh, yeah. in a way that kind of reminds you of slap bass, you know? And it, it's it's gritty and it's spiky, and to me it's incredible cabaret music. Like, there's something very intimate about this music and very intimate setting. And 
they maybe were not served really well in the space they were at at Global Fest because, you know, it's a loud space. It's an industry event, so there are mm-hmm. a lot of people chitty-chatting in the background and making deals. Um, <laughs> but, you know, this is music. Hopefully booking this band. That booking this band, hopefully. But it's one of those things that this album that comes from Dreamers, you know, I think it's no accident that they put out this album right now, um, given the political climate. But you, it's one of the albums that was on our Best of 2018 list at NPR Music. And it's one of those albums that you can put on with a glass of your favorite something and sort of just sink down into in a really beautiful way. Uh, a number of bands last night uh, who sang songs that weren't in English and yet still transcended. And this was certainly one of the ones that were, was most powerful uh, to me. But the other one that did that, with the, and you mentioned Cabaret, uh, was uh, this group called Doc Daughters. Right. Well, Doc Daughters is a little different because their performance is driven more by the, 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 the text, which is uh, they use a lot of poetry and prose. Some English, they've, uh, Shakespeare, but also Ukrainian poets. Uh, let me do some Rudyard Kipling, too, actually. <laughs> but they're from Ukraine, from Kiev, out of this... Uh, Art Center, and uh, they make make it work with text, but also visually. Uh, but without knowing the text, yes, you felt a little bit like there's something more there that I don't quite know. There's a lot what are more they, there. Because they were performing, <laughs> they're acting out their pieces. They were the most performative multiple on multiple levels. And anybody any who's seen uh, Daka Braka, a group we've covered on All Songs Considered, but and also had a the, tiny desk. Uh, yeah, yeah, a tiny desk. We'll know the theatricality mm-hmm. here. This in, in this case, it's all women, uh, seven or eight. Seven, yeah. Thing. They come out of the same art center as Daka Braca, actually. Daka Braca kind of went a little more for this driving musical uh, thing. and this. But it, but they're all, Daka Braca and Dach Daughters, the group we saw last night, all actors. This group is more specifically, specifically orients their show towards that. They're thought of as kind of a, they call it freak cabaret. And uh, they wear kind of white face makeup and hugely gestural. I mean, really quite quite something to see. White face makeup, but like super stereotypical like doll face makeup, mm. you know, mm-hmm. like right. bright right. pink cheeks and really big eyes and very bright mouths and like in this like in doll-like. Super doll-like, yeah, sort gestures. of mannequin gestures. Yeah. The most crafty performance last night. There was a, a video online uh, on, on YouTube. I'm going to actually just play some of this. The song is sort of about why there's so much evil in the world. Basically, the humans can do all these wonderful things, and and they're in the video. They're the seven women are dragging this man rabbit around and saying, "Why is there so much evil in the world?" Must watch it. This is Doc Daughters. Uh, really, really fun and uh, and poignant. 
a quick lightning round because we're not going to cover every single group that uh, we saw at Global Fest. Debashish Bhattacharya opened uh, one of the stages last night. He's somebody who we've covered on All Songs Considered. We've had done a Tiny Desk concert with years ago. Uh, brilliant lap steel Indian guitar, uh, newest record, had a lot of Hawaiian influences in it, which is some of where uh, he got his start playing music on a Hawaiian lap steel. Gato Preto, it's led by a duo, Lee Bass, and he's Ghanaian-German, and Gata is Mozambique-Portuguese, and they do this kind of post-apocalyptic sci-fi Afrofuturism with a large <laughs> dose of goth punk, and that is a mouthful, and it's <laughs> also incredibly danceable. So They're kind of playing off something that's been going on the last decade-plus, uh, uh, kind of via Europe, uh, this uh, Kuduro, the Afro-Portuguese, four to the floor, pumping, upbeat, uh, dance music. And that's what they do. They really do club music. Boom, 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 boom. Fast, 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 fast. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, really, they're really amazing. And, Global uh, base. <laughs> and very multi, multicultural. There's, there's, you, you mentioned Ghana. They use Senegalese of our drumming. Uh, and they're based in Dusseldorf. So there you go. Uh, BCUC? I was excited to see them because they're an, an unusual kind of also like new yet sort of throwbacky and very different to have on the touring circuit. BCUC stands for Bantu Continua Uhuru Consciousness. They are a, a group from uh, Soweto, black African musicians from Soweto, doing these long, extended, uh, basically psychedelic, acoustic, whirring jam, to rap, talk, uh, back and forth car response, political, and also just kind of cathartic. And to me, they remind me of uh, certain uh, elements of, of South African jazz from stuff from the 70s, but kind of very much their own thing. And uh, it was very, really exciting to see them. Very punk to me. Very punk. Yeah. African gungungu. And I love that word. Like somehow that like sci- <laughs> and Afro-psychedelic. They're yeah, kind of like acoustic, and, but mostly acoustic psychedelia in this weird way. We're totally uh, rocking out. And speaking of psychedelia. <laughs> <laughs> so the final band was Combo Chambita, uh, and they, they start off with this big instrumental. It lasted a handful of minutes, and I thought, this is like what happened to progressive rock when it moved south. South. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't mean New Orleans, right? I mean, we're no, going way south. Way right? south. <laughs> way south. Combo uh, Chambita, they're New York-based, but uh, they're, kind, they're fronted by Carolina Oliveros, and she has this background. She's from Barranquilla, you know, on the coast of Colombia, the Caribbean, and she has a background in Buyerengue, which is this um, incredibly Afro-Colombian sound that is in Colombia and Panama, and has roots to Funana from Cabo Verde, um, Calypso kind of Afrobeat, Afropop, and even Haitian Gomba. And, and they bring this all in. And to me, they're like, <laughs> they're trippy, they're freaky, they're punky. And like you said, Bob, they're tropical, global south. And it's just a trio. And it's amazing the power they put out. She was an extraordinary singer, too, and performer. And then and there she were came out in wings. Let's, let's oh, okay. <laughs> there was a lot feathered of glitter wings, yes, and yes. feathered wings, and they were all in very shiny outfits. And it's like, you know, we talk a lot now about Afrofuturism. This was Afro-Latinxism. <laughs> <laughs> they talk about tropical futurism. Exactly. That's what they call their music. <laughs> and, uh, and modular synthesizers on stage from a, a synth player like myself. Uh, it was cool to see that. They had, yeah. like, the bass drum was triggering 
a, a modular synth, meaning a, 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 synth, a synthesized bass as well. So there's lots of stuff and chaos going on that uh, made it even more thrilling than just having the bass, guitar, and drums is what you sort of saw, but there was many sounds, many things making many sounds. She had a, a stick rubbing against a stick in a way that was so percussive and so fast and so intense, it, it really informed her performance. What was that called? Wacharaca, and it's made from the cane-like trunk of a small palm tree. Wacharaca. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but she was going she was going at it exactly oh, like, you know, you could speak in prog rock, like she might as well have had an electric guitar, you know? Thank you, absolutely. It was a, a great ending to it the night. I was under a purpley lit metallic palm tree listening to this music. I mean, what more, really folks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were fantastic. They were fantastic, Andrew. They were the psychedelic rockout band of the night, no question about it. Yeah. Great having you all. We'll go out on this. Global Fest 2020, if you've never been, do it. Uh, all the songs we played today, including ones we didn't play today from bands that were on the stage uh, last evening, we will put up online. And thank you all for being here. Wonderful. Great to be here. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks so much. Welcome 2019. From NPR Music, it's all songs considered. Support for this podcast and the following message come from the NPR Wine Club. 
where every bottle tells a story and NPR shows become wines like Weekend Edition Cabernet Sauvignon. Available to adults 21 years or older. Learn more at nprwineclub.org.